Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is um, Chris Nikitty, and I wanted to get a podcast in today. So, we want to talk about really important. I'm going to talk a lot more about the project of mine that I'm doing here in South Carolina called South Carolina Freedom Marketplace, and how really frustrated I am that people aren't getting behind it. And I'm not sure why. I just have become to the conclusion that people are just really lazy. But I'm going to talk about it. Maybe I can get some people from here and some other platforms to get. I'm busy on it and help me get this off the ground because I don't understand the aversion to it. Um, tomorrow, actually, let me touch on this. I am going to an FTX with my militia group. Um, I've been talking to people about it, trying to get people interested. And for those who don't know, I'm very open about it. I do belong to the 3% group. Um, I'm here in South Carolina and we are part of a national organization called 3% Defense Militia. I don't put any kind of links up. If you're interested, there's no public links to it or anything. You would have to contact me personally, and I would talk to you. And feel free to. You can just email me or drop me a line at any of the sites that my um, podcasts are on. But the best way to reach me would be revoltwellness.pm.me and put in the subject line questions. And people do that all the time. So... Um, I wanted to talk about, I've been wanting to start this on Facebook, and it really started as a way of recruiting because I'm very frustrated. We used to have a Facebook page, and it was easy to recruit. And then, of course, Facebook purged anyone that was even supportive of anything remotely patriotic. It's gotten better, but the problem is um, that we still get flagged, and I have to keep somewhat of a Facebook presence, and I do not want to lose my accounts again. So... We have been trying different ways to get people motivated. And I was involved with another organization, which I'm not going to mention, who is online, not like in person. But they have something called a marketplace as well. Um, businesses for something. And I was going, but the, I, I was going to join until I realized they charge, not just to advertise, but they charge to um, look at it and to join it. And I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. If you're supporting Patriot and veteran businesses, the veterans don't have a lot of money. The small business owners don't have a lot of money. Why are you charging monthly rates and memberships? So I really wanted to get something going, and I was going to, and I'm calling it South Carolina Freedom Marketplace. And the goal of South Carolina Freedom Marketplace is to have a venue where patriots, veterans, people that support the Constitution, have a way to list and advertise their businesses. And when I first put it out there, I had all these people messaging me, yes, 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 yes. And nobody has followed up on it. And I don't understand why. And to me, it's just extremely frustrating. I basically tell people, send me your business cards. I will put it up on the site. Send me your information. I'll put it up for you. And it's not happening. And I know the other organization um, is very slow going as well. They do post pictures every now and then, but I don't know what the aversion is that people don't want to join this. I have gotten permission from several local communities to post it. And then basically means also a way to recruit for my organization. Because when that business, my goal was when that business put their name up on my page, I could reach out to them and talk to them about the organization, the militia group that I am involved with. And if it's not for them, there's other militias out there. Um, there's a place for everybody. I believe that. Different organizations have different views, different philosophies, and I'm good with that. We all have to be on the same page and support each other. I believe that. So I'm just very disillusioned that I cannot get people 
to participate in this, and I'm not sure why. I reached out to some similar people doing things in other states, and they said the exact same thing. Now, I don't really understand because I keep Facebook for a couple reasons. But one is um, I don't know how to fix things really myself, and when things break, I like to use local people. Okay? So I have gone on Facebook and had really good luck putting up, hey, like when I had a plumbing issue, I need a good local plumber that wants to make money off the side. You know, something like that, you know, after hours. And I was blessed. I've always had good outcomes that way. So I thought, you know, having an opportunity for small businesses, professionals, you know, even people are doing crafts, just anything, they would flock at free advertising on Facebook. And yet they aren't. And I don't know, is it a fear of being associated now with this? So I realized when I went on Facebook, when you go to like my page called South Carolina Freedom Marketplace, please like it. There's a warning that pops up. Yes, yes, yes. It says, this page may go against community standards. Now, I'm going to ask you a freaking question here, okay? How can a veteran-owned business, a small business in small-town America, go against any community standard? You tell me this, okay? There is no freaking way that can happen. Because, well, according to Facebook, we support the Constitution. Oh, no. We support businesses. Oh, no. I was asked by somebody, do we discriminate? And I'm like, what the hell are you even talking about? I don't care who you are to advertise on my page. You support the Constitution? You're a veteran-owned business? Advertise. I've never heard anything like this in my life. Um, violates community standards. I want to know what community standards it violates. I want to tell you another little story. Um, I contract with um, a company that does fitness stuff. And they have a nonprofit, actually two of them. They work with disabled veterans. And they had a very big following on closed groups, always closed. But they had, to, you know, a marketplace kind of thing where people would come in, ask them questions about their um, organization. Well, it got flagged against community standards. How can a nonprofit that mission, if you read the mission statement, is to help disabled veterans get off of psych meds and pain meds go against community standards? Well, we found out it was because they had quotes from the founding fathers and wrote a commentary that somebody flagged. Unbelievable. So people say to me, well, get the hell off of Facebook. Well, you know what? I'm going to use my enemy, but I'm going to use it smartly. I, unfortunately, from an like organization, one of the reasons I started doing CLAP when I started doing this is there's no other way to reach people. I used to go on MeWe, but unfortunately, they just do not get the numbers of people. I, I can't reach them. Facebook allows us to at least reach people, but you have to be subversive. And isn't that what war is? We're in a war, so why not use the enemy as, you know, using the best I can, right? So, but I really got behind this idea of freedom marketplace. I really, really believed in this. And I believed in patriots. And so I started even messaging businesses. You know, gunsmiths, 
um, gun stores, you know, people that had um, towing, uh, towing companies that had, you know, the American flag, veteran-owned business. And people liked the page. They were afraid to advertise on it because now Facebook has flagged it. But I'm not going to take it down. And I'm not going to be discouraged by it because what it shows is even like-minded people are scared to stand up. I don't care if it says might violate community standards. I'm on South Carolina Medical Freedom. That violates it. But just in case, my puppy dog now officially has a Facebook page. Yes, Damien is a Facebook junkie now. Yes. My Malinois is the smartest dog, so I decided he needed his own Facebook page. And I think his little chihuahua buddy Diablo will need one soon, too. But, regardless, I would like people, if you're in South Carolina and you hear my voice, you know people in South Carolina, I really feel this is important. There are so many veterans that have been hurt by these draconian mandates last year that still have not recovered, that just don't have the resources, are looking for extra work, but small businesses like myself, like other people. And I'm trying to get the word out. Wouldn't this be awesome if every state had something like this, that we had it connected, and then use that a way to get people involved in the current political system? Getting people thinking. But I don't know. It's The other interesting thing about it is I've had people say, yes, I believe this, but they're spending all their money at Walmart. I no longer shop at Walmart at all. I haven't been to Lowe's. I haven't been to any of those things. I go to my local Ace Hardware, which is a Christian-owned business. I have some other small businesses I go to. I have no reason to go there. When I shop on eBay, I buy from people or Etsy, not from big companies. I really think people don't care anymore in this country. And that is very, very, very disheartening because we are still seeing a sacrifice. And I'm going to say something very solemn right now. We just saw Marines killed in that botched airport mess. I don't even want to get into it. And it breaks my heart because I've had family that served and were the Marines. And have served and we know the impact it takes at worker veterans. And I wonder how their family feel when people act like it does not matter. We really, really, really need to get people going. Um, we need to get people understanding that we can't just pretend. We need to get involved. We need to somehow get people into the process of being involved in their communities, in their local level, in every way possible. And that's the only way we're going to succeed. I believe that with all my heart. So I'm going to be ending tonight. Like I said, tomorrow I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be trading. And I'm going to end tonight a little bit about sacrifice. Because I really think that American people have forgot about sacrifice. About the Constitution, which we always talk about. And I really think the American people have forgot what other generations have sacrificed 
for our freedom. So I want to read a little something. And I just want you to think about something. Okay? I want you to think about the sacrifices that others have made. And when people aren't willing to even make the slightest sacrifice, what does that say about us? What does that say about our country? What does that say about who we are? I want to read something um, very personal, I guess you could say. And I want you to listen to it. Okay? And this was actually from an article that came out in 2012. It was actually a writing. And even though it's way past 2012, it's more it's still poignant. And I don't know, it always stuck with me. And I wanted to share this. And this was actually put up by the U.S. Army. And it says, A soldier's sacrifice, acts of gallantry honored after 42 years. And this was in um, Soldier's Magazine, May 16th of 2012. And it's so interesting we don't even know these people. Maybe someone should remember it. Specialist Leslie H. Sabo Jr. married his fiancée, Rosemarie, in September of 1969 and had 30 days with her before he was sent off to Vietnam and eventually Cambodia. There he would sacrifice himself to save his fellow soldiers. Captain James Waybright was Sabo's company commander with a Company B, 3rd Battalion, 506th Infantry Regiment, 101st Airborne Division. He separated from the Army as a captain when he returned from Vietnam in 1971, but he still carries Sabo's memory with him. Well, Leslie, I always remembered him as a maroon headband around his head and dark glasses. He was very laid back. His glasses, he probably looked somewhat like a nerd, but you know, we were all a pretty relaxed group. From rest to combat, the welfare and safety of the company were always my top priority. And it was difficult to maintain in the unforgiving and unconventional combat environment. You got to be pretty close to your people, he said. You lived with them, and any consideration you had on tactics was not only accomplished the mission, but to keep your people alive. On May 10, 1970, Company B was in Cambodia on a secret mission to prevent North Vietnamese forces from staging attacks into Vietnam. The company attached to the 4th Infantry Division had taken a village in Sesan, Cambodia, Waybright said, and they were in the process of destroying the food supplies and encampments of the North Vietnamese. The company had orders to keep moving down a trail when they were finished. They traveled down the path with two platoons forward in the one in the reserve. That afternoon, a North Vietnamese battalion ambushed the company. I thir- think the first reaction was people were sort of freezing, Waybright said, and then we quickly shouted out several of us to return to fire. Actually, in combat, everybody's afraid, but there's a camaraderie around people in your outfit. You don't want to look bad in front of your soldier, fellow soldiers. The company, which had been traveling in a perimeter rather than a column formation, was already in a defensive position when the attack began. Sabo might have come across as a bit hippie, but when the bullets started flying, 
he really came to task. That was the first time Sabo would prove in battle. Just a month earlier, the soldiers fought in a fierce firefight, and his actions rallied his fellow soldiers and inspired them to fight harder. This battle was no different. When a grenade landed near a wounded buddy, Sable picked it up and threw it and shielded the other soldier's own body, taking the brunt of the explosion. At times, he actually moved towards the enemy and saved that side of the perimeter. His body was full of shrapnel from the grenade explosion. Sable charged an enemy bank bunker, sustaining serious wounds from automatic weapon fire in the process. Despite his injuries, he pressed on. I think the North Vietnamese intention was to even the perimeter and then attempt to overrun us. The surviving members of Company B credited Sabo with preventing that from happening. Eight people were killed in that battle and another 28 were wounded, but the enemy force sustained the biggest blow. 49 enemy soldiers were killed in action. There were 18 bricks in the veterans wall in Waybright's hometown of Marietta, Ohio honoring each of the 18 Company B soldiers who were killed between January and May of 1970. Ironically, five years ago, we had all the bricks installed on Leslie's brick. We put M-O-H, not knowing if it would ever happen. And probably six months ago, it was trying to figure out how to get the M-O-H there because we figured the application would be lost or turned down. The original Medal of Honor nomination submitted by George Cozell, one of the men wounded in the Battle of Sison, was lost in 1970. It wasn't until Memorial Day 1999 the paperwork was rediscovered. Alton Mabe, 101st Airborne Division Vietnam veteran, found the original paperwork at the National Archives while writing for a Screaming Eagle. He brought it up to the attention and intrigued me, he said, because of what it was. After a few weeks passed, nothing seemed to be happening much. The government wheels moved slowly. But he was honored eventually. And the Medal of Honor was awarded to him and his family. It is amazing that people have died in so many wars. This was 1969-1970, we don't know who they are. This young man gave his family a sacrifice. He never got to grow up, he never got to be spend time with his wife, he never had children. And look at the world we're living in today, how we don't even honor that. Think of the thousands and thousands and thousands that have perished. Think of that. Think of the sacrifice. Think about what others have given. Think about what you would be willing to give. No one actually that we know really has a memory of Leslie H. Sabo Jr. But in 1969, he married his love, Rosemary. I hope y'all have a blessed weekend. This is Kitty. Guns up, y'all.